Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of Don't You Know Who I Am, the podcast that finds out who knows whom, who knows what, because... Look, we've just got to stay busy, don't we? My name is Josh Earl, and this week I happen to get into a small Twitter fight with Savage Garden frontman Darren Hayes. But what are you going to do? Joining me this week is a return guest who, during the week, I got an email from a stranger saying they really enjoy the podcast, but man, is Dill's laugh annoying. Can you please welcome the owner of that laugh, Dilruk Jayasinha. Hello, Josh. Thanks for putting me on the back foot already at the start of the show. Very, very... Fuck you to whoever sent that. <laughs> Here's a guy in Adelaide. I know. Yeah. I hope I hope you stay in Adelaide, you piece of shit. I should also actually po- no. I'm sorry. I feel bad. I like Adelaide. I should also point out that we've only got three guests tonight because mm. I, I fucked up. We're going to have uh, Mr. Lawrence Mooney uh, joining us, but I my phone didn't send the message saying yes, six o'clock is all good. So there's just three of us, but that's fine. Yeah, yeah. that's fine. Joining us is a comedian, an actor, whose previous comedy festival shows include Dad and Other Men. My mum has slept with. You Can't Quit Me, I'm Fired, and this year's Raw Comedy Winner 2007. Please welcome Jonathan Schuster. Hello, thank you. Uh, The show is actually called uh, Dad and the Other Men My Mother Had Been With. Oh, Not Slept With. Not Slept With, that's Mum. I've already... Sorry. Mum didn't let me have that, but anyway, it was a good show, and thanks for all the people who came. (laughs) Now, I've got to ask, Jonathan, do you ever Google search your name? Uh, I try and not to. Yeah, because for that's this, not that's true. a yes. That's, yeah. that's a yes. Do it all the he googles time. yes. Because for this show, I have to do it to try and get information about people. Yeah. And one of the third things that Google Autocomplete suggests is Jonathan Schuster obituary. Really? Oh. Yeah, there was a guy in America with your name who was 31 who died last year. Oh wow! Yeah. Where from? Uh, he was a marine. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, so God, I was just... God bless him, and uh, I'm, you know, better than him. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're alive. You, yeah, yeah. You've moved up one in the well, Jonathan Schuster rankings. How good. old are you? 27. Uh, okay, you got four years yeah. before you can officially beat him. <laughs> yeah. Oh, is that how you count it? Yeah, 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 exactly. Out when you reach 34, you've beaten Jesus. That's how it works. <laughs> oh, good. Mm. And finally, as a comedian, a radio broadcaster, and a writer, who through searching the entirety of the internet, I could not find anyone else with the same name, not even on LinkedIn. Please welcome the one, the only, George McEncrow. Hello. 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 I, even, I even looked at Georgina McEncrow. No, I'm the only one. The only one there is. That's, that's... I know, it's lucky. Well, but it's it? interestingly so close to George McEnroe. I know, but there aren't many of them either. And they're all from the same family. They're all from Ireland. They all The Americans went to America, obviously, or half went to America and dropped the sea and we uh, came right. to Australia and kept the sea. Kept the so sea? They, kept the sea. Oh. Yeah. So there you go. Anyway, so, fascinating. So I think we dropped the E on the end of Earl where Did the you? Americans kept it. Is that right? Yeah, like yeah. Steve Earl and all that kind of stuff. Ah, so oh, related. Riveting. Anyway, <laughs> our first game tonight is called Social Me Me Media. In this round, I read out social media statuses from one of you. And you have to buzz in if you think you know who it belongs to. Your names are your buzzers. Okay. 
You get a point if you get it right. But if you are wrong, the person who actually wrote it gets the point. So remember, you can't buzz in for your own. So poker faces on. Mm-hmm. Okay, first tweet. Here we go. I have a bad feeling that Jonathan's going to be too good at this because you don't really react to any kind of... You don't really yeah. laugh. You don't cry. You're yeah. kind of dead inside, aren't you? Uh, yeah. A lot of girlfriends have kind of really questioned who I am <laughs> yeah. uh, because I have no ups or downs. It's just one line. So yeah, you're I'm kind of, ready to fucking win. It's, it's like a Buddhist thing as well. You know what I mean? Just yeah, yeah. in the middle part. Yeah, it's a Buddhist thing. I think you're very zen. Yeah, thank you. But yeah, all right. I'm going to take you down, motherfucker. This will yeah. be good. <laughs> okay, your first tweet. You know someone's not going to be your friend when you stop listening and start diagnosing. Who said that? Dill. Yes, Dill. Based on her face, I'm going to say it's George McEncroe. You are correct, Dill. Yeah. It is George McEncroe. <laughs> Poker face is not uh, working well. Not, uh, yeah, okay. You had that beaming like pride of a parent going, <laughs> oh, I'm so proud of that one. Look at you. <laughs> uh, thank you. Do so what do, what do I get for that? Anything? Nothing. What oh, was the inspiration behind? Oh, oh, I've just been with so many lunatics, mostly comedians, and as I'm sitting there uh, just thinking, mm, borderline personality disorder, I don't know, narcissism. Mm. Um, I think narcissism um, is a big Depression, anxiety disorder, uh, still in love with your mother, possibly issues with your father. Yeah, I don't know that you can wipe your own bottom yet. That's yeah. Too many catch-ups with daytime comics. But in the in the sense of narcissism being that you love yourself, right? That's the idea. You love yourself too much to the detriment of your own. I think you're obsessed with yourself. It's an an inability to feel empathy for anyone else's position. Oh, okay. But in terms of just focusing on the obsessed with yourself, surely every comic has to be in the sense that if you're a comedian who gets up on stage and does jokes about your material about yourself, the only way you're going to get that material is if you keep thinking about. Yourself, you feel work. you need to be as interesting for yeah. people to listen about your boring shit. Yeah, if you're yeah. Li- you you are arrogant enough to say, "Hey, my life is interesting. Listen to me talk about it for an hour." But not only that, pay me money to do it as well, fucker. Yeah, well, that's but there's, a, there's a confidence thing. I don't know that it necessarily has to be narcissistic. Like, I think someone like Louis C.K. His skill is his observation of others. Right. So it's his ability to actually be almost invisible to right. himself, to closely. But a true narcissist can't. You could walk in with a hatchet through your forehead, and they would barely draw breath. Oh, okay. And these yeah, are the yeah. type of people I'm thinking. Oh, yeah. No, I know a few yeah. comics like that. Who go? Oh, you got a hatchet? You should send the hatchet I had. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what the response would be. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Tim. I think Josh and I are both thinking of the exact same person right now. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Moving on. The second tweet. The only time it's acceptable to kick your mother in the stomach is when you're inside her. Dill. Yes, Dill. Oh, oh. Look at Jonathan's poker face. It's so good. Uh, but given that we've all referenced his mum at one point... And I just realized, hang on, this game makes it easier because now I know if it's not me, I know it's one it's of them. It's got to be one of these two. Yeah, yeah. So 50-50 chance, kicking someone in the stomach. Oh, Jonathan Schuster. You are correct. Yeah. It was Jonathan Schuster. <laughs> but I do that as a joke and I'm pretty sure you've probably heard it. So. Oh, is that, oh have you? is that one of your jokes? Uh, yeah. I'm, oh, have you? I'm yes. Dill. I'm playing. Yeah, I know how to <laughs> Oh, no, no, no. no. Yeah. I, I wouldn't want to bullshit between rounds. No, no, no. I swear. I've not heard that you... I mean, uh, you know how I obsess about material. I've definitely never heard you say that oh, joke. Oh, thank you. That's uh, lovely to know. Mm. All right. Not your material. Specifically, yeah. I obsess yeah. about people's material. Yeah. Okay, next question. The 86 tram never disappoints. George. Oh, I heard George first. Uh it's got to be Dill. It's got to be Dill. Okay, there you <laughs> yeah. go. Seeing that John buzzed in as well. But it's all right. See, this is... Yeah, what was that? in? Re- that was in reference to... Oh, yeah, because I was sitting on a tram and uh, first of all, there was a guy playing an accordion. 
just practicing the accordion, playing beautiful melody. And then it took me a couple of seconds to realize behind him was Carl Woodbury just staring at the guy and smiling. (laughs) Carl Woodbury's been on this show before. Has he he already? Yes, he has been. So the 86, was it going, I'm guessing if it was picking up Carl, not to say where Carl lives, it was going Mm. down like Clifton Hill area? Yeah, 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 correct. Yeah. Yeah. But it was a beautiful thing. The 86 does really attract some weirdos. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that used to be my old tram line when I lived in Northcote. And Mm. it's, I think for those who aren't from Melbourne listening to this, Melbourne has the highest rate of, what's the word I can, nut bars. Oh, I was going to oh, say sorry. nut bars. In, like, I've been <laughs> in help you. a lot more cities and I think Melbourne has the most. Yeah. Right. I've never seen as many nut bars as on the 86 tram. Well, they centralise. Maybe that's it. They, they kind of group and ghettoise themselves. But also yeah. I think it, we have that, we sort of not encourage it, but we let it happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? We don't, we don't, we're not very nasty towards our little weirdos. Like I've, no, we I've, embrace them. Yeah, I've been on the tram a few times when I was the weirdo. Do you know what I mean? Like I've, I've had a big night out, I've fallen asleep in some park and I've lost my shoes and I've been on the tram <laughs> while people are going to work singing. The, I remember specifically this one story, which was when I was, it was after the, uh, it was the Cricket World Cup back in 2007 yes. and it was playing West Indies, which meant the matches were broadcast here around three o'clock in the morning. So I had this huge night out and then passed out in a park because we started playing cricket or something like that. And then I'm on the tram singing the Sri Lankan national anthem by myself <laughs> while all these other people are going to work at 8.45 in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> and what? no one arrested you? No! No one called no, the cops? Like, uh, Good on you, mate. He's in, mm. you know, he's, he's been just... Being a true blue Aussie. Because <laughs> the, the 86 has the guy who carries a painting with him all the time. Oh, no. He's always is that Dorian Gray? No, no, I don't know. It's some, some watercolour landscape that he's either done or bought. He's very proud of it. Right. There. There's a... Maybe he hits the view of the window outside the tram, so he just yeah. looks at, puts it up there and goes... Oh, but but having good. said that, it's not... If you were coming to Melbourne, it yeah. wouldn't be the first tram you would get on with young children. Because no. you can... See some stuff go down that really yeah. is R-rated. Have and you seen some R-rated stuff? I've seen terrible things. I nearly got my head kicked in once trying to stop a mother from hitting her child who was Ooh. crying. Yeah, that's that really great dilemma yeah. where you're going. The child's crying. Slap. Yeah, now I'll give you something to cry about. Has has the slapping yeah. stopped the child crying or I made saw, the crying worse? It's awful. I saw a mum throw a meat pie at her daughter, saying, "There you go. Have it then if you're going to whinge." <laughs> <laughs> Could have been my house this morning. Very Aussie. Okay, next question. Never wanted to see Jimmy Barnes laying a cable. John. Yes, John. I would say that Georgie. Uh, that is George, ah. yes. Only because, I, you know, Dill would not really listen to John Farnham unless It was did. Jimmy Barnes, first of all. Jimmy oh. Barnes. Yeah. Working hard to make But it was, a, it was based on a commercial where he was up there selling, was it the NBN or something? Yeah, the Telstra. And the Telstra, he was the spokesman for Telstra, so I just really? got, a, got a Barnsy cable line happening. Because I, I don't know if you know this. Oh, right, okay. Yeah. Right, right. I actually thought it was a defecating story. It, it, well, it, yeah. it's the idea the that you don't want to was, see on your television right. Jimmy Barnes laying a cable. I was really hoping for a literal uh, situation <laughs> yeah. of that. Dilrook is a big fan of the modern day Jimmy Barnes, which is Shannon Noel. I am, um, I, ironically. Oh, yeah, so I, know. I started off as a little bit of a joke because when I just got to the country in 2004, he had just uh, been running up at Idol, yeah, I think. Yeah. And uh, so he was kind of this hot thing. And everyone sort of, you know, it was kind of 
He's a very Funny nice chap. Oh, man, I have a whole bunch of... We don't have time for this. We can do an entire podcast on the three different times I've met... or oh, have Shannon all related stories. Yeah. And I think he's one of the coolest people ever. I almost did a festival show about... Uh, Shannon Noll, similar to Johnny title going Shannon Noll and my other loves I don't apologise for. Uh, because I genuinely like him now. He's like, a very, very good guy. He's, he just talks nothing but shit about you, which I don't understand. <laughs> but he's a very nice oh, fellow. Man, he knows me that yeah. Yeah, I think he wants to punch me in the head. You? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we had a joke about him on Spicks and Specs. Oh. But it wasn't even a joke about him. It was like we had to make a joke about who's a kind of hard-drinking rock and roll kind of Aussie. Yeah. Yes. And cause the Jim, old one would have been... Would have been Jimmy Barnes, right. but now he's in AA. And, or not, I don't well, know he's clean as a whistle. He's cleaned up, yeah. yeah and yeah. so we were like, oh, Shannon Noel. And his, yeah. his uh, people told us he wasn't, he wasn't a fan. Of, oh, was uh, it? But is he a boozer? He, he, people just go in and be like, oh, that, that hurt his feelings. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh wow! And, I didn't uh, know that was a thing. I had to. Well, you were implying that he was a addict. No. Well, what no. Had, uh, the joke was, we had a, a woman. Oh, here we go, back, backpedaling. Yeah, Clary Brown was mm. in an ad for Heineken beer, where someone ordered it Heineken, and her band just popped out of the wall and started playing. Great. And the joke was, yeah, I went to a pub once and ordered a Bundy. And Shannon Noel just popped out of the wall. Okay, so right. it's more of a Queens, I think. And he's yeah. a Dolby boy, I think. And he's, from, he's from out yeah. Queens. I well, I hope you're listening, Shannon. Yeah. Uh, we'd like to have you on the show as yes. well. Uh, yeah. I there's a free bottle of Bundy in boy. <laughs> yes. All right, next question. Question five. My favourite thing to do is watch the raindrops race on a window when it rains. George. Oh, George, yes. Well, oh, we're still bluffing. I think it's got to be Jonathan. It was Jonathan, yes. Because <laughs> he's oh. that poetic, harsh. And what it was, that was the only, well, you say poetic, but I just wanted to pick up chicks at that time. <laughs> so I put up. Well, that. you got me, baby. Oh, thank That's you. it. Thank I'm you. signed on. So I used to do that as a kid as well. Yeah. Have pick up Ra- chicks? Have them, yeah, as a, as a kid. Nice. Yeah. But have them racing down the. Oh, yeah, yeah, everyone does that. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. put money on it. And see who wins. Yeah, yeah. that's what we're doing in a car. Because living in Tassie, not much to do. <laughs> I would have done that except we were poor and we couldn't afford windows. Couldn't nice. afford yeah. In the tent that we grew up in, in the hut. <laughs> in Donkey doesn't have windows. <laughs> <laughs> Question. <laughs> I like your face that you're cringing. You're not sure whether you're happy about that or not. I'm pretty happy about it. <laughs> Next question. I'm in a phase in life where the words salted and caramel on an item, to me, Automatically means it's the best thing on the menu. George. Oh, I heard George first. I think it's Dill. Oh, it is Dill. <laughs> yes. Oh, that was clever. Yeah, oh, I tried man. to do the bluff. Yeah, yeah you tried. Especially because as soon as he started, I knew this is mine, but which yeah. is the right time to say, ah, bugger. <laughs> it is Dill. So, so what's it? Salted caramel is yep. just become this thing. new flavor that I don't think I noticed a year ago. Oh, it might have been around, but I've only just started noticing it. It's everything. And yeah. it, now, if there's an option, I always just start with that and yeah. then see if it's whatever salted caramel steak. I'll go for it. <laughs> Do you work backwards from dessert? Then you go right. No, see, interesting. Uh, people who don't know, I'm quite large. I'm about 30, forty kilos overweight. Now, surprisingly, <laughs> not a kilo wasted. He's <laughs> delicious. Surprisingly, I am not a big sweet tooth. I don't have a uh, my my my. Weaknesses are beer and fried chicken, really. Mm-hmm. Or oh, just, you know, and rice and all the pizza and all. But just sweets, I can go a whole month or whatever without chocolate and I wouldn't notice. But salted caramel. Yeah. Salted caramel now is. Salted with- caramel beer. Oh, mate. Yeah. That's got to be a thing. Sure. That has to be a thing. That's sweet. You'd only better have one of them, though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but you know, like, a, like sort of some sort of uh, boutique. Beer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like a dessert wine, you have a dessert beer. <laughs> a cleanser. Yeah. Yeah. This is the cleansing beer. Okay, oh. our next question. 
When I see a used condom at the train station, I think that these people were adventurous, but not that adventurous. Still. John. Yes, still. George. It was John Schuster. Ah, <laughs> clever. I figured out you say your name and then it makes it look like it's not you. I'm He's done it. it. So tell me what, what that means. They're adventurous. So I saw like a used condom in a station and I yeah. just went, all right, so these people managed to be walking down near the train station and went, hey, do you want to bang? Yeah. And they did it. Oh, you're not actually asking me that no, now. No, no, no. no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that the, the poem has really done it for <laughs> So they're adventurous, so they're willing to bang near a bin, but right. they're not that adventurous because they're still scared of STIs. And so they're going to put a condom on. Yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's good. That's good. I like it. Yeah, I good. think that's that's good. I don't think you should be adventurous, yes, but be, take calculated risks. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like if you're going to jump out of a, you know, a plane, make sure you have a parachute. You know what I mean? If you're going yeah. to root in public... Yeah, yeah. If you're yeah, having you're sex, completely right. If you're having yeah. sex with someone in public, you're going to probably want to wear protection or have them wear protection. But I, sure. I get yeah. what you're saying. If you can't find a, a, like a car or a park or somewhere you, that's just marginally classier do you know than a train station, station. you're so consumed by passion. Do you know I reckon it is though? I reckon what? it's a high school student Yeah, had sex, taken it with them, don't want to dump it in their house. So they've just dumped it at the train station going, right, that's I've it. Got but like, theory. why not throw it in a bush close by? Why is it always on the footpath? Like, so Always? There are plenty in bushes. You've can seen I... this multiple times. I've seen it heaps of times. I can oh. tell you people throw them in bushes. I, I was having a picnic a couple of years ago with my yeah. children right. on the banks of the Yarra. One of my kids came back oh, chewing no, his cud. No. Oh. no! Put my finger in, hooked out. No! A very used condom. No! Someone had exploded his load and it ended up in the pure digestive tract of my 18-month-old crawling baby. You have to stop talking. So guess who stopped sterilising the bottles after that? (laughs) But who doesn't like that story told against him anymore? He's going to live to 100. He's, he will. Yeah. <laughs> it was disgusting. Oh and I think it's kind of hilarious, but he won't let me tell that story. Yeah, well, him. yeah well, fair enough. Because it knows that he's put something in his mouth that was probably another man's bum. It was near the beat. In, anyway. Oh, why, why do you assume, oh, you yeah, it I was a homosexual? It was right near the beat where a lot of men pull up for very... Right. Either they've got a lot of constipation going on around Clifton <sighs> Hill or... Um, People getting a bit oh. of nookie. And, and, you know, fair play to them and, and good luck to them and wish oh, them all the very best. I'm, I'm going to leave, by the way. I just can't <laughs> deal with that. Uh, no, we're done. That's part of life. All right, we'll move on then for you, deal. The last one. <laughs> the phrase coarse language has the word ass hidden in there. John. Well played. Yes, John. Oh, no one said their name. No, I know. It's, it's George. Can I say it's Jonathan? Who said it? What? No, no, J- Jonathan said... Well, no, I, think, no, no, I, no, I want to say it's John. I think he was going the no, deal. No, 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 I'm going to say... Oh, no, you've now... Oh, is that I true? think he was Wait, going the deal on. bluff, but it was, the ex- was it actually... Wait, hang on. All right. All right. Because I want to go... my shot to go? It's your yes. shot. You got in first. Deal. You are correct. It was yes. deal. Yes. <laughs> Damn it, George! I nearly had it! Yeah. God, you guys are going <laughs> ganging up against me now. At the end of that round, the scores are deal on two points. Jonathan on three and George on three. Hey, well Was, am I, done. Can I confirm? I am the, the last time I was on, I think I won, didn't I? I think so. Yeah. 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 All right. So yeah. I'm defending yeah. my title. Very competitive, yeah. isn't he? Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm usually not, but it's fun. Hello, listeners. Just Josh stopping the podcast just for a bit, just to let you know about my upcoming comedy festival show, Square Peg, which is going all Melbourne Comedy Festival, seven fifteen at the Vic Hotel. 
If I'm honest, I think it's the best work of my career. I think it's the funniest. The songs are the best songs I've ever written. And I think it's the most honest as well. There's no, there's no fibs in this one. It's all pretty much straight down the barrel. I would love it if you came. If you're a fan of the podcast and like getting the free content, uh, I can only do it if I get money from uh, my comedy festival show. Otherwise, I have to go back to work. Oh, dear. Anyway, I would love to see you there. 715 Vic Hotel. Anyway, back to the podcast. Our next round is called Yearbook. In this round, we go back in time to one of our guests' school days and talk about someone important in their childhood. This week, we're going back to a young George McEncrow and her teacher, Mrs. Norton. It's fair to say that Mrs. Norton and George had some issues, but when the school had casual clothes days, what did Miss Norton do? Was it A, she didn't believe in casual clothes days and insisted that the children wear the uniform in class and could only change into their casual clothes at recess or lunch? B, she would rate the clothes out of 10 and push the desks together to make a catwalk? (laughs) Or C, if anyone was wearing polyester, she would berate them for not letting the body breathe and then go into a big spiel about yeast infections. Well played, George. Jonathan and I were staring at you the whole time, trying to get a bit of a read. That last one is the only one you kind of changed your reaction for. So that's the only one that maybe I feel Jonathan is... I don't know. We'll see. Now, you two can ask as many questions as you want of George. Remember, if you get it wrong, George gets the points, though. Okay. That's all I'm saying. I'll start with... Now, Josh said you uh, had some issues with her Mm -hmm. already uh, in the past. What was the phrasing? Something along the lines of, yeah... It's fair to say Mrs. Norton and George had issues. Had issues. Okay. What issues are we talking about? Uh, Well, she would develop fixations on certain children. Either she would adore them and worship them and make them stay behind and brush her hair after class. uh, Or she would victimise them and exclude them. So I had a teacher once who... As a reward for some students, this is when I was in year two, she would let them, do you know those, like, pummel stones? Yeah. Do her feet with it, that uh, as, oh, as she read the story no. in the front. Oh, you can do that as a, as a reward for being good. Oh. And, and the sucky little turds would yeah. have done it too. Yep. 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 Oh, this, like sandpapering. That's a sad, powerful. There's an episode of the Sid. That's what an Aunt Patty and Selma, I think, episode <laughs> where Bart most, and Lisa have to do her feet. Yeah. It's the most reaction we've got out of Jonathan all along. <laughs> just... No, I just feel like teachers back in the day, they had like four choices. There weren't, yeah. You couldn't be a DJ, you couldn't be a comedian. <laughs> so it's like, do you want to be a cop? A lawyer or a teacher. Yeah. So most of them doctors didn't fully do came it. in 1980. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but then there weren't well, many nurses. So they're like, oh, just do teaching because yeah. I'm sort of good at maths, but with no social skills. Right. And then they ruin children's lives. Yeah, many, many did. Yeah. 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 And she was right up there, well okay. amongst it. Sorry, what can I? Yep. What were the first two again? So, the first one was didn't believe in casual clothes days. Yep. And made them wear the uniform. And the second one was she would rate the clothes out of 10 and then push the tables so mm. that they would make a catwalk. All right, when and they, then the third one was wearing polyester. If, if they wore polyester, she would berate them Yep. and say... But yeast you infections. Gotta, gotta let the, yeah, your Did body you breathe. Yeah, an right. all-girls school? This was an all-girls school and it was a Catholic all-girls school. Um, and this she was my year seven homeroom teacher, religion teacher, history teacher and English teacher. Oh, religion, okay. Yeah. That's, that makes the polyester a bit more legit. Um, I have a... F- well, I'm still not ready to answer. If that's I, okay. I don't want you to answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> we need to fill in 15 minutes. So. Because... Well, then, <laughs> no. I also kind yeah. of always like to look at it... And we were chatting about this before we started recording, about the fact that if 
if only one of them is correct, that means the other two Josh Earl had to make up. <laughs> yes. Which, you know, I started to think about him and going, how does his brain work? What is He's going to have this premise of uh, casual clothes. Where does his brain go? Yeah. Polyester yeast seems like a Josh Earl thing to do. <laughs> yeah. You know? <laughs> Uh, I should point. Dill listens to the show as I well. I do. Everyone. I really. I'm a genuine, genuine fan of the show, so and I, I, I think you, you're overthinking it sometimes. Sometimes, maybe. Yeah. No, I've I've been mistaken yeast, in the past. Yeast infections were a common discussion at the school. Okay. Is that all yeah. girls school too? Yeah. Yeah. Right. A lot okay. of yeast. We had enough well yeast done, to guys, to make run us a bakery. Yeah. That again. Yeah. 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 Sundays, chats. Ah, nice. Right. Okay. So yeast, I feel, is a bit too Josh Early. Um, and the <laughs> the catwalk, on the other hand, does now. I don't know about you, Jonathan. To me, it feels like something. I don't want to swear you because you you have, you know yeah, make no, your own there. But I feel that the catwalk seems like the type of thing Mrs. Norton would do, based on the fact that she would fixate on some students uh, and liking them, and whereas uh, and and if she didn't like someone, she I feel like she'd set up the catwalk to really fuck with the kids even more. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Going, yeah. look how pretty Joanna is. And just, you know, and then like berate Rachel. Because yep. fuck, Rachel was a mole. Just boo <laughs> as they come yeah, down. Yeah, yeah, Everybody, by the yeah. way, by, this is a side story, but my brother uh, had a teacher when he was in year four, whatever, whatever maybe eight, nine, something like that. And uh, she, whenever she liked a drawing, she'd hold it up. And this is a class of about 30 people, hold it up at the top of the class. And look how great this picture is. And she... T- so she, my brother always wanted mm. to be one of the kids whose picture got lifted up. And one day she actually said, oh, let me have that, and held it up at the top of the class and said, now look how ugly this picture is. <gasps> oh, yeah. This is definitely not what I asked you to do, and it has no value. And my brother, since then, never really drew. Well, that's, she ruined that's, his That's why love some of, of them should be taken out and beaten Oh, I think death. so. I think so. We've, we've, Are you talking about Jay the cruelty of some of those teachers. But, yeah. the, but they effectively killed his joy that he got from drawing after that day because he trusted her and, casual, and she... Yeah, that's really, horrible. It's yeah. a horrible thing to do. And but, what did he end up doing? He's, he retired at the age of 29. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's so rich, he did so, all right. Yeah. He, became, he became a finance guy. <laughs> Didn't focus on the arts. Good point, actually. I'll buy the yeah. fucking art now, yeah. motherfuckers. Yeah. <laughs> Take two Picassos. Yeah. What are your thoughts, John? Any questions, John? Well, that just reminds me of a story. I don't know if it's... You edited it out, but... Uh, Greg Larson, comedian. Yes. Lovely, gentle giant of a human being. His teacher his whole year when he was like in grade four was talking about this smelly perfume she got as a mm. gift. She's like, it's horrible, it's horrible. Near the end of the year, she brought the perfume to school, sprayed it on my good friend Greg and got the whole class to go up and smell him and go, <laughs> yuck. So wow. that, that explains a lot, doesn't it? So wow. teachers... Oh. Like teachers doing that sort of stuff, like the the the, the walking one. Yeah, I kind of feel like maybe she wanted to be a designer of clothes and was a teacher and did this. I'm kind of aiming for that angle. Mm, so look at George's face there. That that's some kind of tell. I wish I was good at poker because I know <laughs> that was a reaction. I don't know whether it was like oh an affirmative or a negative. So all right, we're gonna lock in then. You know, I can B, which is the catwalk one. B. Well, I was going to go for catwalk as well. If you do catwalk, I'll just swap. We can't. You can both have the same. You can both have the same. This means George doesn't get a point. Yeah. If it's right. If it's right, exactly. Because I felt the yeast has got Earl written all over it. And uh, the first one feels like it wouldn't be a story that George would write about. Do you know what I mean? It, It feels like something that if she asked a questionnaire, 
Yeah, yeah. when you when you've got a child who ate cum, you, you <laughs> don't you don't really mention that. Not his you? own, can yeah. I say? At least yeah. it was somebody else's. Yeah. <laughs> well, sorry, Adelaide, listener, for yeah. that laugh just then. Uh, all right, I'm knocking in B. Okay, you Jonathan? are B. Oh, he's already looking B. You are both correct. Well Yay. done. It was B. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So, yeah, Mrs. Norton. <laughs> and if you're listening, you're a fucking mole. Yeah. yeah. How dare you speak like that to Rachel, huh? <laughs> she Poor was Rachel. horrible. She was a horrible, horrible person. But she did have us living in sort of a terror organisation where I remember that one of my friends, Jane, did the bravest thing I'd ever seen. Uh, she got passed a note and she was asked to provide the name of the girl who'd passed it to her. So she was caught with the evidence yeah. and she refused and Miss... Mrs. Norton had her, and we had to call her Miss. We weren't allowed to call her Mrs. Norton because she didn't like to be reminded that she was married. <laughs> but her husband felt the same. Anyhow, <laughs> she Jane stood there all day with her face. We weren't allowed to talk to her with her face to the board um, with this chalk in her hand, and she, she stood there all day and she didn't give an inch. Wow. It was very so, Merry Christmas. Very yeah. <laughs> Merry Christmas to Lawrence. She was tough as. That was awesome. Yeah, Mrs. Yeah, Norton. Really good it was so wrapped. Yeah. Anyway, she's a cunt. <laughs> At the end of that round, the scores are Dill on three points, George also on three points, but now in the lead it's Jonathan Schuster Whoa, on four Jonathan. points. Thank you. Impressive. Our next good. round is called Yeah Nah Yeah. In this round, each of you are given a fact about another person on the panel. If you think it's true, you say yeah. If you think it's a lie, you say nah. A point if you guess correctly, but a point to the person the fact may or may not be about if you are incorrect. So to Dill. Mm. When Jonathan was 18, he entered a country music competition and he was runner-up. Is that yeah or is that nah? Right. I know that Jonathan has a history of playing music uh, before he got into comedy. Uh, I think he had a band. Um, oh, your band called? Computron. We were so good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You were so good. Oh, man. I was... Yeah. Really what good. style of music was computer? Uh, electro pop. Right. Oh. Okay. So electro pop feels like a. It seems like something he would do. How old was he? Did you say 18th? 18. 18th. He started comedy in 2007. I was um, 19 when I started comedy. Yeah, right. Okay. I'm going to say it's a yeah. It is a yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. Well yeah. Done. What was your song that you sung? Uh, one was called Am I Country? And uh, I had to sing another one called. Uh, just called Cowboy. Are they is... originals? Yeah. Really? Well done. Yeah, of course. Well, and now then... that I think about it, in your Fancy Boy show, there's a song called Reminiscing that you wrote, and it's so catchy. Yeah, it's great. It's a I'm really good song. Very talented. But uh, <laughs> I, I wrote these two songs, and then what happened was there was three contestants between the ages of 18 and 25. The winner was actually one of the judge's daughters. Oh. Brutal. Nepotism. I want a royal inquiry into that. That is ridiculous. They shouldn't allow that. But the girl I even beat 
like the the 101 and I came second the third girl was obviously the best but the the judge yeah. wanted the girl to win and then yeah. gave it to me oh man just to soften it with the weird nerdy dude yeah yeah, yeah. split yeah. you even further from that the girl who deserved it yeah bloody nepotism yeah okay to Jonathan now George had a job in a florist with her sister it was her role to pull the thorns off the roses one lunchtime they both told the boss they were going to get some food left and never went back that yeah or is that nah so the real fact is that you did have to take the rose thing or is it could all uh, be uh, a lie you could ask i can ask yeah, yeah ask George yeah. questions but obviously all right so without lying now <laughs> was your real job pulling the th- like what's the lie tell me what the lie <laughs> wait, wait. what's the possible lie there is the is the lie the rose picking or the lie that any you aspect went to- of it that you disagree with you'll have to go nah or any it's it's that comes as one complete you can't cherry yeah. pick apart the story right. you have to either buy it if you think spoilers, there's a lie in there you then just it's say a nah, nah. Yeah. all right um all right, so the, the quote Carl Woodbury, we've already spoken about, is when you leave, when it's Getting lunch. more traction than when he was yeah, on lunch. <laughs> <laughs> Who would have thought? Carl Woodbury. Uh, he says, when you leave at lunchtime, it's called uh, pulling a picnic at Hanging Rock. You go disappearing <laughs> at lunchtime. Very funny. That's a um, so, Miranda. Yeah. Uh, all right, so it's your job to pick thorns. I can ask questions. Yes, yes. Yeah. The job was to pull the thorns off the rose stems, thousands of them. And did you wear gloves? For a time. And then you just realised that you can do, or you left, oh, for a time. Oh, she slipped up. I'm going to say true. <laughs> it was. Yeah, it was yeah. true. Oh, yes. yes. Thank so you. it was a job with your sister. It was the shittest job. It was the worst job. It was working for a woman called Mrs. Yip in Footscray. <laughs> and her job, she ran Terrible a florist golfer. and she was really mean to us. And she stood us out the back and we just had to snap thorns off roses. It was in the build-up to Valentine's Day. Um, Did you get paid by the thorn? No, <laughs> not even by the blood loss, you know, <laughs> that you could have measured. Like it was our hands were just wrecked. She gave us these little thin gloves that, that the thorns Pointless. just, mm. per, you know, penetrated anyway. So, um, so yeah, one day we just went, oh, we're going out for a sandwich. Said, what do you reckon? She said, fuck it, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> we went, just caught on Didn't even know we were going. We just knew we had to get away from her. Oh, that's so good. It was she great. would have had to done them all herself. <laughs> yeah. She did. Oh, good. And it was, there were thousands left to do before yeah. the orders came in for Valentine's Day. Have you ever quit any other jobs? Oh, so many. Um, mostly I get fired. I've been fired. Yeah. I get sacked a lot. Um, do you, are you someone who is kind of, you like to speak your mind, not really take shit? No, I'm I'm sort of someone who walks around in a blissful daze and then I'm always really surprised and hurt oh, when it actually happens. Oh, that's brutal. I know, it's awful. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I sort of think, you know, that, what, that's, they're calling me in to the off. They're, they're, not, <laughs> they're not actually. So like when I got sacked from radio, that, that yeah, that I actually thought it was an April Fool's Day joke. But oh, it wasn't because oh, no. it was April Fool's Day and I thought, gee, they're oh, really taking this pretty far oh, now. Oh, my God. But they wouldn't be sacking me because I'm so nice. Why would anyone sack me? And then... Tom Gleason was off getting me a coffee, and by the time he came back, I'd already been escorted by security to my car. Far but, out! So yeah. you went from it going to thinking it's a joke to, to being in your car. Yeah, to going. Which, wow, oh, yeah. brutal! I'm the single earner for a family of six. Oh. This is this is going to take some explaining, oh. but anyway, didn't How? matter because here I am. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm doing my podcast. I just did my tax for last year, $11,500, my oh. first, so suck on that. Um, yeah, the, no, I'm doing the big time. So at which point in that 
<laughs> a process did you go, oh, I reckon this is this is real? Um, when they looked like they were going to cry because they looked like they were sort of torturing a puppy. Did you say... When the general manager went, oh, she doesn't quite... Get it. Did you mention April Fool's? No, I think the smile just gradually bled from my face. Did you like playing friends. along going, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, so, I haven't been performing well. Sure, sure. The only time I've been sat was from a job at a hardware store and the guy was not very comfortable or confident in his ability to speak. Right. And so it felt like I was counselling him how to sack me. And I was like right. 18. It was like my first job in uni. And I'm like going, okay, if, if, if you don't want me, it's, it's fine. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. just let me know and I can go on because I didn't like doing the job. Yeah. Just, it was just counting screws. That's all I was doing. Yeah. And so it was just this awkward thing of me just going, I walked out of that going, oh, I think, I think he's going to be all right. <laughs> job done. I got yeah. sacked once too. I had a shop in a in a clothes shop and I just never knew how to work the till. I never, I'd asked twice. I was too embarrassed to ask again. So I'd just press the buttons and then hope that the drawer would open and then I'd just give people money. And the boss sat up above us looking down and I don't know like how much charity he must have given me eventually just went, oh, that poor little girl, she's got to go. It's $3 an hour. But I just, I never knew how to work it out. Would I John, just hope. With, with your, you can't, Quit me, I'm fired. Did yeah. that have anything to do with getting fired, or is it just yeah, a fun all job? fired? All sure because I hated the job. I went travelling, and then because I'm very lazy, I just went back to the same job. And then I went, I need to get fired, or I'm just gonna if I quit again, I'm just gonna come back to this job. So I, it took about a year for me to get fired. Yeah, right. And, <laughs> and what was the, the breaking point? What was the final thing that the did it? The final thing was I just said to them like I was in meetings and they're like, "Well, you're not performing well." And I went, "Well, I said to them, what are you, what, what are you, you going to do, do about it? <laughs> what, are you gonna, what are you?" And then the last time I was on a phone and just on Facebook or like on. A website, and uh, she went, John, come in, mm. and she was angry. And I was like, I've, I've asked you for six months. Like, Sack me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, for me as well, I was in one of the big four accounting firms, and there's it's a very formal process. So in the uh, – I say fired, but it was my probation wasn't renewed. Uh, and uh, they – basically, I had, like, reviews every two weeks, performance yeah. reviews, and it was horrible. Like, they just – basically telling me why I'm not good at this and I'm agreeing with them. And I tried really hard. Like, I'd go into the office at 7.30 in the morning and leave at 9 at night. You'd just be just... shit for longer every day. Yeah, correct, yeah. correct. Because <laughs> I was just not suited for it. I'd just be mucking around, playing jokes, and then suddenly realize, oh, i got to get some work done. And then when it actually happened, we went to, like, the third floor, which is where they have all their boardroom meetings for the, the review. And I went, oh, this must be a special review. And I was like, <laughs> I know that I'm about to get the sack. And I think similar to Josh, she was like the manager's sort of first kind of part of being part of a firing. And I'm like cracking jokes and stuff going, oh, they must be really impressed with my since my last review, which went horrible. They must be giving me a raise, huh? She goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm loving it. And we get there. Now we go in the meeting. There's the HR department head and my like the immediate senior partner sitting there. And then I'm like, in my head, I'm like, okay, here we go. This is going to be fun. And he starts, so well, Dil, we've, uh, we've started your review. And I go, hang on, can I get a coffee first? Oh, <laughs> they're no. like, sure, 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 sure. Because they, they have yeah. to make it. Yeah, whatever. Because I could be a loose cannon, you know? Yeah. But then in That's the end, why they've taken you to the third floor. Because if you jump, you're not going <laughs> to kill yourself. Yeah. Just enough to hurt yourself. And there's less damage <laughs> yeah. to their cars. Uh, oh, dear. Okay, so... To George, when Dill was six years old, he became a minor celebrity in Sri Lanka because he was seen dancing on the cricket telecast, which was then cut into the opening credits and played all season. That's got to be, yeah. 
I don't. It has to be. Look at that face. If you saw him, the mini version of Dill, mm. he's so <laughs> totally adorable now. Mm. And that, and then that that real love of but being a showman. You have to his ask love yourself, of his cricket. Does Sri Lanka have TVs? Yes, of course they do. <laughs> on their donkeys, I know how, <laughs> how they roll. Because um, Dill on uh, Facebook has been on, on Twitter has been putting up. Do you know that? Indonesian baby who was smoking, who was yeah, like two yeah, years yeah, old. Yeah. He was putting up a lot of pictures saying that was him as a baby. So, um, so imagine that, dancing. I know, was a very it's cute baby. too cute for words. I would just watch that over and over and over <laughs> again. Um, yeah, I, I, I think that's you, your love of cricket. Um, the camera would be naturally – it's hard to look anywhere else when Dill's in the room. Like the charisma, um, the showman. It, yeah, I, I'd say definitely, yeah. It was nah. Get fucked. Oh, Made it Great up. story though. Thanks. Very, you, you very believable. You can um, use that, yeah. Man, I was like, did it happen? That sounds right. <laughs> You've ticked all the boxes of something that could have happened to me. Well played. I, I liked writing that one, Gonya. I imagine Dill yeah. dancing as a six year old. I can. It'd be so cute. Oh, what a shame. I'm really upset that, that, that it never happened. happened. Yeah, yeah, I think you should go to some grief counseling. <laughs> Aaron Tunga, is he a player? Who is this? Aaron Tunga, no. Uh, Ranatunga. Arjun Ranatunga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was the captain. Big, big. Yeah. yeah, totally, man. Okay, at the end of that round, the scores are oh. George. After leading in the first round, you're um, on three points. I'm about to be sacked, I can tell. <laughs> Deal on f- on five points, and also on five points in Jonathan Schuster. Yes, oh, neck to neck. What two ads? Oh, Josh, let's just get back to the podcast. I know, but I forgot to mention I'm also doing a kids show in the Comedy Festival. So if you have kids or you know any people with kids, tell them to come along. I'm doing a show called My Family is Weirder Than Your Family at the Town Hall every day of the school holidays, even over Easter at 1.30. It's a really, really fun show. It's got a bubble machine. It's got an underpant fight. It's got a crazy nan who farts at the table. Look, everything kids want is in the show. So if you know any cool kids, bring them along. I only want the cool kids there. Don't bring, don't bring dumb kids. I don't want dumb kids there. Dumb kids are the worst. I'm joking. Okay, back to the podcast. This round is called Who 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 Who. In this round, I'll read out some quick rapid-fire questions. Mm. Buzz in if you think you know who it's about. You can't vote for your own one, so you can't mm. buzz in and say, oh, that was me. You get a point if you get it right. But in this round, you get a point off if you get it wrong. It's the only round you actually lose Punitive points. regime you run here, Josh. Look, it's anyone's game still as well. Okay. So. Before we start that game, yes, uh, I was hoping you were going to play Knowing Me, Knowing You. And I don't oh, mean to yes. sound like a don't-you-know-who-I-am nerd, but I know that game. Yep. And I question your use of grammar in that, uh, in that round. Because it's a case of going, oh, it, uh, Josh asks, is it him or is it uh, another one of the contestants who did mm. whatever? And you phrase it by going... Was it, say, for example, Jonathan? Was it Jonathan or was it I who did blah, blah, it blah? It should be me, I know. Yes. Is it, is, have you been corrected I, already? No, I looked at it myself. Right. When I should say me, but because yeah. I wrote I the first time, I just copy and paste that right, right, when I right. write the script out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've oh, got to great, change cool, it. Cool, cool. Yeah, I, I, I was like, I'm sure he's got it wrong, but then being someone whose language, second language is English, I was like, no. But you're still better than Josh. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. my thing. I, I was an English teacher. That was completely incorrect. Yeah, yeah. Good. thank you. <laughs> It's a good thing to know that the Tasmanian schooling system is worse than the third world countries. <laughs> so, there we go. Okay, our first question. Who once almost died in the snow? John. George. Ooh. You yes. Were, you were first. 
Yes, John. Well, I just realised it was me, so <laughs> I lose the point. So you do get a point, but you can tell that story. How did you almost die in the snow? You can't give him a point. No, I mean, he's losing a point. I was losing a point. Yeah. <laughs> right. um, I was like, you get a point. I was like, wow. I was, I was driving uh, somewhere in America. I went on this cool road trip with me. How old are you? Uh, 22, 23. Okay. And Young It was snowing. Cars were just skidding off the road. There was like there was no protection barriers on the side of cliffs. So we were like falling. We slid almost near a barrier. We're running out of petrol. You see cars just everywhere. We're all silent, just driving in the car. Finally, get over this hill, get into a petrol station, fill up. We're like, oh, thank God. We turn on the radio and the song's "I'm Walking on Sunshine" <laughs> while it's like snow. Anyway, there's more. There almost fell off a cliff. But I feel like that should have been more of a story. <laughs> that would have been a good country song. Yeah, yeah. wrote a country song. Well, about. we wrote some country song because we went down to Texas at the time. But anyway, it's get more of a story. But just ironically, could have used a cliffhanger. Very funny. <laughs> okay, who said their best job was working in a Safeway deli? Dill. George. Yes, Dill. I was going to say George, but then she jumped in, and now I've gone, Is she bluffing? Is she bluffing? Could she bluff in this? Ooh. Oh, I feel like she tried to pull that off last time as well and failed, so I'm going to say it is George. It's Jonathan. Oh, Oh, brutal. point. Uh, this is how I passively aggressively make my way to the front. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How long did you work in? Was that where you tried to get fired from the deli? No, no, that was at some office for the council. Uh, no, it was my favourite job. I was there for three years, from like seventeen to twenty. Loved it. Ate as many oysters and salami as I wanted. Oh, right. Oh, brilliant. Did you get to take Beautiful. home the roast chicken? You, what? The roast chicken, at, if they were left over. Yeah, you can take whatever you. Well, not whatever you want. Yeah, because, but well, my. You ex-girlfriend used to work in the deli and um, she said some of the other girls that worked they were really disgusting where because they'd like put the, the chicken in like those bags sometimes before they put it in they just grab the wing and just sort of chow down on the wing so you'd go home and you open and there's one less wing oh uh, that would calls, cause fury. that's calls in uh, Brunswick okay good uh, call them out on it yeah, yeah. wingless because I used to work in a, in a supermarket as well and they wanted to put me in the deli like and I was like I, uh, I don't want to and they said why and I said I made up that I was a vegetarian just because I, I, I had a good thing on the um the k- checkout yeah I was on the checkout oh man that's oh, that's the we, dream nah dude I work checkouts it's so boring and you have to have conversations there we would sneak out the back and eat food and like make like put oven would have oven like magical dishes like get hash brown and put ham on it and cook them Ooh. oh it was the best can yeah. we are you allowed to go back in yeah yeah, let's do it. Let's, let's do it. It's Geelong if you want to do an hour and a half <laughs> yeah, trip. It's a commute. Yeah. But I, worth it. But it sounded good. good. Hash browns with some <laughs> ham and really cheese. Oh, All right, our so next question. Good. Whose favourite teacher was a nun who left the church to marry a priest? John. Yes, deal. George. It was George, yes. <laughs> Uh, yes. Although you also went to a Catholic school, I did as well, go to a Catholic yeah. school, but I hated all of them. So yeah. there was well, actually I don't even. Oh, maybe one teacher I liked, but he kind of might. This sounds bad, but he might have um, molested one of the boys. So <laughs> where there's smoke, there's fire. Yeah, he yeah. really liked me though, yeah. but but, <laughs> but not, not in that way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in in the good way. Yeah. And next question: Who held a swimming record in their school for over thirteen years? George. Oh yes, George. I'm thinking it's Jonathan. 
It was Dill. No, yes. sorry, Dill. That's no, fair enough. Completely, I would. <sighs> I oh. wouldn't believe it for a yeah. second. <laughs> it sounds yeah. it sounds fake as you're saying it. Like, 13 years. Yeah, I think so. Uh, you know what? In fact... What was it? There's a, uh, just uh, under... Was it in year four uh, again I was in? And it was just... I was at such a young age, I was quite good. Yep. And... Um, what was the stroke? Freestyle. Yep. And... Uh, and I just got sick of swimming. Like, what was it, nine-year-old or something like that? And I had to get up for swimming every day at like four yeah. thirty. Uh, yeah, and I just hated it. Like, it's, it's it very took away. Lonely. Yeah, it's a very so lonely. So we had like Tuesday to Saturday we had swimming, and then on Sunday, Mum would make us go to Sunday school. Even though she's Muslim, she'd force us to go to Buddhist Sunday school. I'm like, you don't even care. Your God probably hates you for doing this. Like, <laughs> just let us sleep in. So I didn't have a single day to sleep in, and I just one day said, Nah, I'm done. I'm not swimming anymore. And 40 kilos later, here we are. <laughs> and, and Buddhism, yeah. you've got to go to the temples for about three hours. Yeah, kind it's of. really there's, long. There's, there's, really? It depends. Yeah. You, you do your own thing. and That's the only good thing about Buddhism is it's like, hey, this is what you, we reckon you should do. Up to you to do it if you want. Whereas um, yeah. we're saying like Islam or something where you have to fast, you have to fast for those 30 days. Mm. And yeah. That's a bit more stricter. The other thing with the swimming, when you were saying getting up that early, that's mm. why whenever I hear swimmers now, like Grant Hackett's been in the news recently for you know having some issues, I totally get it because they've had a life of getting up, like for the last 20 years, getting up at a certain time mm. in the morning. Why does it have to be so fucking early? I know. Being, why, the, the pool is there all day. Yeah. yeah. Why do you have to get up at five? They've at also, four? They've also been told all their life, oh, you're great, you're the best. It's an mm. individual sport. Of course they're going to be insane. Mm. Not insane. And following a line nuts. along the bottom of a pool. Yeah. yeah. Know, it's mad making. It can, and yeah, nothing like but your, your own your thoughts. thoughts. Yeah. I'm the best, I'm the best, I'm the best. As you, I mean. yeah. Or probably I might be a bit shit. That person's probably a bit better than me. And all also, my friends got went to go out last night and I didn't. And no one cares about your sport <laughs> except for Commonwealth Games and the Olympics. But does yeah. it, it's not anecdotally rich, is it? Yeah, so yeah it's I not swim. like you can say, you know, there was sledging and like you have in footy, you have only so many great footy stories, you know? Yeah. I no. took a mark on so-and-so and then he said this about me mum and, you yeah. know, all that. No. Whereas in, fo- in swimming... All right, yeah, I swam no. 54.9. I, I feel the best swimming story was when that horrible swimmer from... What's that? Eric the Eel. From, Eric the Eel, uh, and he was shit. Yeah. And that's the best swimming story What's that the story? he was. <laughs> he, was he English? No, he was, uh, I think, not Mauritius. Be but, careful. No. Um, <laughs> where was he? It was uh, Equatorial Guinea. Okay. And the country doesn't even have <sighs> a 50-metre pool. Right. He learned to swim in a 25-metre pool, but he swam the 100-metre freestyle, or 50 metres, and swam it in a time of like two minutes or so. And it was that thing. It was in the Sydney Olympics, and everyone was like, "Yes, because we can see ourselves in your failure. Oh, this is great, right, yeah." Right. And yeah, it was, surely, it was great. I can't still grasp how he did it. Like he was shit. Yeah, how did he even and there would have been a hundred other countries that were so much better than Eric the Eel. But mm. we all went, "Good on you, mate." Could you suck? Well, <laughs> love an underdog. I love yeah. it. It's good. Okay, and but he's not an underdog. It was a it was a contrived underdog. There would have been so many more underdogs. Oh, that right, have... right. It just had a cooler name. I mean, if your and parents still lost, if your parents call you Eric the, the Eel, fuck Eric the Eel. <laughs> the, if your last name is the Eel and they named you Eric, that's a great story in itself. Yeah, yeah. You know? good point. Yeah. Our next question. What are the chances? <laughs> when asked to give advice, who said always smell the milk before you use it? John. Yes, John. I'm going to be honest, and this is mean, but I don't feel like Dill smells that much milk. <laughs> so, 
And I feel like it may be an older saying. Oh, that you're now taking both of us as you vote. My way, George's age. It's Georgie. (laughs) You are correct. It is George McEnroe. Yeah. Good advice. Also, a good metaphor and also good in practical. And you don't want the the glumpity glump. But you don't want to make your cup of tea. But what are you smelling for though? Because I just offness. I don't know anything. Boy, you know you. But milk smells weird anyway. No, no, you nothing is as revolting as milk that's partially on its way to becoming cottage cheese. I think Mm. your son would disagree. (laughs) 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 Nailed it. So good. (laughs) Thanks, Jonathan. Uh, okay, our and our last question. Here we go. Can we see what the scores are? Mm. You can. Okay, so because I feel it's a deal breaker. It is a deal breaker between actually. If George gets this one right, it's a three-way tie. Oh, arm wrestle. So here we go. Who had a pet guinea pig growing up that lived for eight years? George. John. Yes, George. John. It was John. Yes, it was. <laughs> so three-way tie. Well done. Yay! I'm excited about that. That's actually pretty cool. <laughs> it's not a three-way tie. Oh. Oh, I, mucked, I mucked up Can't the Can't do maths. Yeah. Yes. At the end of the round, at the end of the game, the scores are on three points. We have George McEnroe. On five points, we had Jonathan Schuster. And also on five points, we have Dura Jaya Sinha. Yes. Well done, mate. The patriarchy girl. Just <laughs> yeah. one more time. Oh, good. I'm so relieved. It's time you guys got a break. Yeah. Finally. <laughs> so, thank you for playing Don't You Know Who I Am. Before we go, Comedy Festival is coming up. and Yes. You're doing a show as well? No, I'm doing nothing but watching and writing and observing and uh, celebrating. Oh, great. If you're doing that, you should come and check out this show called Immy Grateful by Daruk Jai Singer. It's a very... I've heard uh, he's a bit shit. He is a bit <laughs> shit, but you know he means well. No, no. I will, I will be coming along to see you and I'll be coming along to see you. Well, I'm not doing a solo show this year, but I'm a part of Fancy Boy. I've got to come to Fancy Boy. Yeah. And what about you, Jill? Oh, well, we'll hear no, about Immy Grateful first. So, Immigrate- I, I, I do breaks in this in this podcast. Oh, yeah, 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 they've yeah, already yeah. heard an ad. So. Okay. Yeah, that's true. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Uh, So Grateful is at Acme at 7pm every night except for uh, Mondays. And you can find me on Twitter at DilrookJ as well as on Instagram at DilrookJ. And I'm on Facebook.com slash DilrookJComedian. I think that's all the plugs for me. Yeah, that's about it. And if you go to a show on the Comedy Festival and hear his laugh, you'll know that it's media night because everyone's asked him to come to their media night. This is true. I've had had people hit me up in the past going, hey, it's my media night. Can you come in? See, I'm... Fuck that Adelaide guy. Let's come full circle. (laughs) There are headliners of this country who have texted me going, hey, I don't know if you're free, but can you please come in tonight? Because uh, you know what? Yeah. In fairness, I think this Adelaide guy was on your side. I think he was just making a joke with me. Okay, I think all he right, was, buddy. Yeah. All right, well, yeah. let me know if you have been joking. Otherwise, yeah. you hurt my feelings, man. <laughs> and this is not a fe- <laughs> feeling that I'm used to. I think you've got to. one of the most lovely laughs. Oh, thank you, Jonathan. Me feel happy. Oh, that's so sweet of you. Thank you. I needed to hear that after Adelaide. Now, Jonathan, you're doing your Fancy Boy fancy show. Boy, Friday, Saturday at 11 p.m. at Vic Hotel. So Greg Larson's in that, who's been on the show before. Greg Larson, John Campbell, Henry Stone, and hosting a Stuart Dolman. Excellent. Uh, and we just try and make ourselves laugh. It was the we... hit at the festival last it year. It really was. Yeah. It won an award. Yep. Yep. And, yeah, and Greg gave the best speech I've ever seen at the festival club, which was... Uh, Stop Coney. He's still out there, guys. Yeah, You've yeah. got to get Coney. <laughs> it was pretty good. It was great. Yeah. And, George, uh, 
We can still follow you on Twitter at George yes, you can. McElroy. You can, and I'm I'm doing some bits and pieces on the ABC too on the Sirius Wireless. Yes, uh, but yeah, so you you just yeah you can follow me whatever. And or also, not. Never mind. <laughs> if you are a fan of this podcast, which no doubt you are, if you're listening to it, I'm doing uh, three live shows mm. uh, during the festival. They are free to enter. They pay money to exit because it's a donation, and all that money is going to Red Kite. Uh, music therapy program, so helping kids who are suffering from cancer. And, and so we've got guests lined up for the first one, Tony Martin, uh, Darren Hanlon, uh, Phoebe Squared from Triple R, and also Sam Pang. And the next That's week awesome. we have uh, Sam Simmons, Deanne Smith, Dave Callan, and Tom Ballard. Ooh, awesome. And I haven't booked the last one in yet because I'm hoping some internationals will want to play. Yes. And so please come because it's pretty – I don't know. I can't see ticket sales, and so I just want people to come. If you yeah. are coming, tweet me first so I know there's going to be people there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What time is it? It's in the Arvo, isn't it? It's on it? 8 o'clock. 8, 8, 8, 8 p.m. at the Imperial, Monday nights. Monday nights. Oh, yes. Monday nights. There's not many shows competing at that time. So, yeah. No. Yeah. Down. Yeah, excellent. All right. Thank you for playing Don't You Know. I am. Until next time. Bye. Bye bye. Acast powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com.